Hey, profitable creators. I'm Molly Kaiser, and I went from being an art school dropout with just 81 cents to my name to building an online education business, helping thousands of creative business owners around the world. Each week, I have the honor of interviewing six-figure entrepreneurs about what's working best for them right now, the biggest lessons they've learned, and their top tangible takeaways you can put into place for your business. This is the Profitable Creator Podcast. All right. Hey, Profitable Creators. I am here today with Lara LaSala. She supports service-driven women entrepreneurs through project management, team development, and building scalable systems so they can fully step into their role as CEO of their business and break through to their next level of revenue with ease, all while focusing their energy on what they are truly passionate about. So welcome, Lara. Hi. So excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited. Lara and I have worked together I don't even know how many years now. Years, like, yeah, probably like four years. We've yeah, really fast, and it's been really fun. Um, yeah, yeah, and Lara is definitely—I don't know. Aaron and I have loved working with her. So, anyways, love I could go on forever, but we will dive <laughs> into. It. So, I would love to hear because I don't even know if I know this story. Like, how did you get into what you do now, and and how did you get to where you are? Yeah, so I actually, uh, I worked for almost 10 years in private accounting, and uh, that kind of like was what I was good at in school, and I wasn't really passionate about anything else, so I was like, okay, I'll just, you know, do what I'm good at, and um, I found out after working for about eight years that um, that was not, <laughs> it's not passionate about accounting at all, um, so I, one day, I just called my husband, and I was like, do you mind if I quit my job, which was pretty scary, because I was making most of the money in our family. We had four kids. Um, so it was a pretty big leap. Um, and he was like, yeah, you're miserable. Like go for it. So I left that and I had a friend who was a VA and, you know, up until that point, I kind of thought that like working online was like a scam, right? Cause this was, you know, five or so years ago and it wasn't now it's like blown up. Right. But, but then it really like, I didn't know about this world. So she got me my first client and I actually started out doing like email management, calendar management, um, I wound up connecting with um, two people that were growing agencies, one for project management and one for um, for digital marketing. And I basically kind of learned from them and taught myself like the world of digital marketing. And um, and from there, I, I grew my expertise in project management, team development, and, and systems. That's awesome. And yeah. so right now, you mostly are like... I, I don't even know because you've been a VA for a long time, but are you, do you still identify as a VA? No. So now um, I'm typically the, what people in their business call the integrator. Um, so quite often I'm doing project management for people. Um, so if someone's launching something, um, I'm the person that kind of breaks down the big vision for the project into actionable items and helps manage their team um, to make sure that everything's like, going with ease and, um, and is successful. Uh, so I do a lot of that. And then, um, I also do a lot of systems, um, guidance for people. So, you know, when you're coming to that point in your business where you might be starting to feel overwhelmed, it's time to like put some systems in place and processes and kind of make everything work together. So that's another area that, uh, I have expertise in where I support my clients. I love it. And this makes so much sense because I mean, you're, you're good at a lot of things, but like, you're really good at those things. So that, that makes a lot of sense. 
Super cool. So I have a few different questions for you, but the first one is when do you think it's time for somebody to hire like their first VA, I guess? Yeah. So people are often, uh, you know, when they're starting their business, they're doing everything right. And when you get to the point where you start to feel overwhelmed and you're kind of, you're noticing that you're doing things that you're really going in and you're dreading doing. <laughs> like, you know, if you're, if you're the person that's starting the business and you're an entrepreneur, usually you're like the visionary, right? You have a lot of great ideas and, and oftentimes you're like the creative, you're the creative force behind the business. So sometimes people like that, you know, going in to send out email broadcasts or, um, you know, scheduling, uh, scheduling posts, like things like that is stuff that they doesn't fill them up. So when you start to notice that you're going in to do those things and you're like, Oh my gosh, I got to go in and do this. And you're really losing the energy behind it, or it's pulling your focus away from things that are going to drive the business forward. Um, that's a good indicator. Also, when you, um, if you're getting to the point where you're, you're getting inquiries from clients and you want to onboard more clients, but you don't have the bandwidth to do it because you're still doing everything. So that's a good indicator. If you get to the point where you're like getting, you know, you, you want to, you want to get more, more clients on board, but you're like, I just, I just don't have the time or the energy to do it. Well, then that's a really great time to consider hiring someone in your business to start outsourcing those administrative tasks that you're doing, like the onboarding, um, the, the scheduling, that kind of stuff so that you can focus your energy just on like supporting the clients and then all of that other back end stuff your business is taking care of. Okay, cool. That makes a lot of sense. Very, very helpful. And so let's take it a step further. Like, let's say you, you have the VA and you have, you know, your business is going well and you're ready for, for more. Maybe it's an integrator or a project manager or an operations manager, like depending on the size of your business. So when do you think it's time to hire that and do you have any tips around that? Yeah. So that's often the point that I come into people's businesses and typically it's when they, you know, they've got an offer nailed down and maybe they've got one or two team members, a VA or a designer, maybe even a copywriter and their business is starting to grow really fast, but their team and their systems can't really keep up with, keep up with that level of growth. So um, oftentimes people will be at that point where, I, this is what a lot of people say when they come to me, is like, I feel like I'm the task manager in my business. Like, I feel like I'm online. I'm, all I've said that so many times. There, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're, they're like starting to feel like they're the one, they're the glue that's keeping everything together and the glue that's keeping everything moving forward when really they want. Yeah. So I've said that so many times in my business. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a huge pain point for people because they're, they're working longer hours. They're behind their laptop or their computer. They're missing time with their family. They're probably working weekends. They're probably working late into the night and they're really doing a lot of stuff that doesn't light them up or make them feel passionate. It really drains them from what they really want to do in their business. Um, so I think it's at that point when you start feeling that, that it's a good time to bring in that extra layer of support in your business, someone like an integrator, a project manager, or an operations manager. Okay, very cool. Now, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, I want to do what Lara does, like, how do you get clients? Like, do you just do a great job and then people like refer mm -hmm. you? I mean, I'm assuming that's probably- Yeah, I mean, honestly, the business I had in the beginning of my business, I didn't have any experience online at all. All I had was my skills that I developed from working in retail and working in restaurants and working in accounting. 
So when I came online, I honestly hung out in Facebook groups. And anytime I saw someone post for a job, I would respond. And I was always super transparent and saying, hey. That's how we met. Yeah. I oh, just yeah. remember this. <laughs> I posted about something for like our software on how to do it. And you were like, oh, I can do that for you. And I think you did it maybe like one thing for free. And then I was like, wow, this girl's so good. And then I hired you for yeah. years. And then I started, right, just doing tech stuff. And then eventually we wound up, I wound up doing some project management in your business. Yeah. So yeah, so I really started out, like again, just telling people like, hey, I'm new. And I adjusted my pricing accordingly, right? Till I really got to learn the skills. And I did a lot of learning on my own. I'm, I'm a really resourceful person. So I think that's, um, something, an important trait for someone to have if you're coming in with not specific experience to digital marketing or online world. And, uh, and basically I just was like a sponge, you know, I took on all different kinds of projects, all different kinds of tasks, just till I figured out what really lit me up and what I was really good at and, um, the kind of people that I really like to work with. And once you get a few clients that you just like blow them away with like how responsive you are and how supportive you are all of my business, um, like after that came from referrals. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's so smart. It's like do a great job, get referrals. And also like, like I said, with what you did for me, it's like you saw I needed help, you provided value. And then I immediately trusted you and was like, we have all this other work. <laughs> so, show, um, show up and like, and, and really like give your best and like work in excellence. And you know, people it's, I do a lot of hiring now for my clients and I can't tell you like the VA world is pretty saturated now. Like everyone's trying to be a VA. Right. And, um, just having professionalism and being reliable is, um, is a great start. <laughs> you know, some people are like, how do we get clients? Like get one client and show up like big and like go over like above and beyond. And, um, that's like the greatest place to start, even if you don't know anything. Yeah. I mean, every, you know, contractor or employee that we've ever had like every time that they just simply do a good job like we're yeah. always like here's more work or here's a promotion or here's yeah. this or here's all yeah. these other clients you know yeah. so. and that's the best way to hire and like even if you're if you're transitioning your business and maybe like you have the VA and the designer or, and whatever um, and you're looking for someone to step into maybe that bigger role the best place to look is within your own team because they already know your own business you know their strengths, you know if you work well with them, provided they have the skill set that you're, you know, and, and the personality that you're looking for for that role. Yeah, totally. Okay, so I'm sure you've jumped into, okay, let's say that you were just hired by a business owner to mm -hmm. be like their project manager integrator, right? And let's say you jump in and you're like, oh my gosh, like these people, they don't, I mean, obviously you're there to support them. So you're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to put all these things into place. But I guess what lessons can we learn from, let's say you jump into a business and you're like, well, they don't have SOPs or they're not using like Trello or something like, what are the biggest tips that you can say, like as an entrepreneur, you should have these basic things to stay mm. organized and grow. Yeah. So, uh, SOPs are huge. I think, um, and, and it's, some people get like scared by that. Like what's an SOP or like, ah, oh, processes, you know? Honestly, it's as simple as documentation. You know, if you go in to, uh, look, we did this in your business, right? When you started to up level, it was like every time someone goes in and does a task for the first time, they document it, right? Whether it's a video recording or a Google, a step-by-step -step Google doc, and that's as simple as it can be, mm -hmm. um, and document the process. And then if you have someone on your team that can look at that and kind of pick out like, 
how to how to make it more streamlined or efficient. Um, that's super helpful too. But I think SOPs are big so that you're not like people aren't trying to recreate the wheel every time they go and do something. It's a it's a process that's mapped out and things don't get missed. Mistakes aren't made. Um, so that's a big one. I think. Um, Honestly, I think having, I think one of the, like the biggest tips is to have someone on your team who balances you out. Like if you're the founder and the CEO, like you know this, right? You're a visionary and you, like you, you're a huge risk taker. You move fast, right? And that's, that's typically the, the I'm not the, like super organized. So I need to have other people to balance. Right. Because you're the creative, like you're the creative mind behind the business. So you, you shouldn't have to be organized. That's why you find that person. And it can be a VA. There's VAs that are that are, um, you know, have great skill sets and organization and have that person to balance you out one to, so that that takes the pressure off of you. So you can focus on the ideas and also like everything can't be done. Everything can't be done at once. Right? Like I've worked with so many people that are like, I have this idea, I have this idea, I have this idea. <laughs> you try to do everything at once. Yeah. Nothing is going to be done in excellence. Nothing is going to be delivered to quality. So you need someone to help you balance your mind, right? Be your second brain and prioritize and be able to break those things down and say like, Hey, that's awesome. If you want to do this, this is everything that's going to go into that. Do we want to like, do we want to allocate the resources for that right now? Or do we want to work on this other thing first? So and see, notice the way that she asked that too, because I feel like we're sort of like the, the balancing of each yes. other. So, um, it's kind of like the perfect conversation. It's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if an integrator came to me and was like, Oh, like these ideas are terrible. Like that would upset me and I couldn't work with that person. But if yeah. they were like, well, asking questions instead, like, well, wait a minute, let's think about this piece here. And then I, and then I come to my own conclusion. Like, I just feel like that sort of works with those personality types. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, it's a matter of like setting expectations for the CEO or for the founder. Like, that's awesome. You want to do this? This is what, you know, this is what it's going to take. This is what we have to sacrifice, maybe, if you mm -hmm. want to make this happen. And then they get to make the decision. Mm -hmm. And one thing, you know, as a CEO, one thing, the number one thing that I love is when somebody is, you know, I'd much rather if you were just direct with me and, and said, like, why these things might not work, as opposed yeah. to, like, just going along with it, because that could eventually just crash the whole business. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's actually a really key point when you're mm -hmm. hiring an integrator in your business, like a project manager, operations manager, um, someone who's solution oriented and really proactive. Yeah, um, so they're not just shooting down ideas, you know, they're, they're really coming to you with, with options on, and, and, and they make recommendations too, mm -hmm. but it's really like a collaborative, it's a collaborative process and, and a conversation about what's like, what's the best way to move forward with your ideas. Yeah. The number one thing that I love is when people come to me and they'll, it's a two part thing. They'll say, you know, they'll, they'll tell me how something's wrong, but then they'll tell me how they already have the solution. Yes. What bothers yeah. me is when people come to me all day long with problems <laughs> and expect me to solve every single problem. Yeah. So that's really how you can be yeah. the absolute best PM, you know. Interview. Well, that creates decision fatigue, which a lot of <laughs> like entrepreneurs get when they're the one, like that's another thing about hiring an integrator is to get someone who has really good judgment mm -hmm. and confidence in, in making decisions. So they can, again, take that pressure off the CEO mm -hmm. and they kind of come up with the best solutions and then present them. And then it's like, you have, you have one of two options, you know? Um, so that like cuts out so much like yeah. time and energy. And the CEO has to be patient and know that even if 
you know, let's say they make nine perfect decisions and the 10th one isn't the right one. Well, they're human and like, yeah. they're not going to make yeah, absolutely. On every single thing. So very yeah. cool. Very cool. So, okay. How many, I don't know if you're okay with sharing this, but how many people are you like working with right now? Right now I have two retainer clients and, um, I just bought on a third and then I also rotate projects. So okay. sometimes people that aren't at the level to like hire me on retainer will want a project plan built out so that okay. their team has a roadmap, you know, and milestones and, uh, and organization around their launch so that they can, you know, they don't have to feel so stressed. Um, so I rotate projects like that as well. Okay, cool. So with these like several clients and projects you have going on, like what are some tips? Because I know you're really big into self-care and I know that you, I think you still yeah. do roller derby, right? Yeah. So what are some tips you have to balance uh, work with play? Uh, what, uh, what like game was the game changer for me, uh, are, are three things. One, my morning routine. Um, having a consistent morning routine. And I know, <laughs> I know you hear that so often, but it's so, I mean, it's, it's so true. I get up every morning. I try and get up at the same time. I wake up. I heard you say this on one of your lives that you, you don't wake up with an alarm clock. You just wake up when your body's, when your body tells you. We have Aaron made lights in our room so that it mimics an actual sunrise. And oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. It's, been really nice because you can have to look into like, that <laughs> yeah you, for, i think it's like a few hundred bucks to get uh -huh. these special light bulbs and then you can wake up feeling it's like a grad goal kind of yeah, of like, yeah. <laughs> i never liked that uh that sound uh yeah so i get up same as you i meditate right away um i exercise right away and um nutrition for me is huge when i started getting proper sleep which means I went to bed at the same time every night and I woke up at the same time every morning and I had a really great morning routine of meditation and exercise and really good nutrition. My productivity is like skyrocketed. Like it's, it's crazy. And being consistent with that um, really helps make me more productive during my working day. So when it's time for me to shut down, I can actually shut down my laptop and like, and feel like I got everything done that I wanted to get done and then focus on my family and be present. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So many great tips in here. So if you could choose just one thing for those listening to take away from this, whether it's something you've already said or it's something new you want to share, uh, what would that be and why? Uh, don't be afraid of outsourcing. <laughs> I know some people it's like a really feels like a really big step in their business, but if you find the right person, uh, to bring into your business that balances you, that you can trust, that's really reliable, and that feels as invested in their business as you do, it it will you'll you'll be shocked at like how different you feel in your business, and you I guarantee you will be like, why didn't I do this sooner? It's worth the investment, you know, of hiring someone. Some people are worried about you know the cost and things like that. It's, it's so much worth it because then you can focus on like revenue generating activities and moving the business forward. And you have like someone who has your back in the back end of your business. Um, and it just, it, it makes the experience of running your business so much different. I love that. And I just want to say like, in regards to that, I used to think I need to generate the money for the salary before I hire the person. And then I realized that a much faster way to scale is to come up with a plan for the person that you hire to generate the revenue to cover their yeah. salary plus they should also be obviously generating more revenue and you know there's there's obviously some positions that don't like a salesperson directly generates revenue but like an integrator won't but 
they do if you have them on the right things, like like she said, like if it frees up your time or you can do two projects now instead of yeah. one or something like that. So thank you. Oh, yeah, and think of and think about like a customer service person, right? I mean, that is like if you have a, a really great client care person, that's creating a great client experience, which is going to increase your client retention. So it may not be directly related, like you said, but it all it does all feed into the experience that clients or prospective clients have with you when you have that extra support on your team. Yeah. And the key is, is to measure it. So even yeah. with customer service people, if you can measure, and I know this is probably could be a whole separate episode, but you can also, you can kind of make your customer service people into salespeople. Like you can give them scripts. So if somebody writes in and they're like, wow, this was a great episode, you know, on your podcast, you can have a script that's like, oh, you like this? Like, here's all the other things you can do, you know? So yeah. Yeah. And that's, a, I mean, we did a lot of that in, in your business too, like creating those, those processes. That's exactly what it is. It's another, it's another process in your business. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. What is the best way we can connect with you online? Uh, my website is uh, laralasala.com and uh, I have a, um, a newsletter for, for companies that are looking for scaling, scalable strategies in their business. Um, so that's a great way to get connected with me or, um, you know, friend me on Facebook, follow me on my Facebook business page. Awesome. Thank you. I'm sure we'll chat really soon. It's great to see you. Hey, Profitable Creator. Thank you so very much for tuning into this episode of the Profitable Creator podcast. We put out new episodes every week. And if you enjoyed this episode, we would love if you'd support us by subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes. As a thank you, we'd love to send you a free PDF on how to choose your profitable course idea for your business. Just go to ProfitableCourses.com to download. That's ProfitableCourses.com. See you next time.